with the two fabulous women. Up you come. You're very welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Um, so for those of you that mightn't have um, heard of the uh, two Hasting ladies, you're, you're in for a real treat of a, a conversation here. Um, you know, we spoke earlier and Una spoke earlier about juggling lots of different things, as, as, as did Nora. But we have teachers, farmers and lots in between. So uh, would you like to start, Rachel, and maybe just give a little bit about uh, your story and uh, and what you're up to. Yeah, perfect. Um, so my name is Rachel Hastings and this is my sister. Some things for twins, but we're not. Uh, we're just sisters. Um, I suppose we are both involved in the education um, part. So I suppose when Sancha first, I was like, oh, business, I don't know where we come into this. But I suppose um, we both have a passion for farmer, farming. So we both um, live and farm along with our parents um, in, in Ballyforn, which is on the Galway-Roscommon border, um, for any of you familiar with that particular area. And I suppose um, the pandemic has been referenced a, a little bit, um, but I suppose that's where our um, social media kind of started there. So I suppose how Sancha found us was through our Instagram page, um, Keeping Up With The Hastings. Um, so I suppose throughout the years we were sharing with our friends, family, um, what we do on the farm, things we do, um, and I suppose pictures of the animals and whatnot. And I suppose we, growing up on the farm, think this is, you know, what we, what we live with, um, but other people aren't exposed to things like this. Um, so I suppose... Uh, and I don't want to take the whole story. Um, uh, a local business, Easy Fix, um, it's actually on the Galway side, uh, even though I know we're in Roscommon now. Um, they started a campaign, um, it was pause, pause to applaud the, the, the frontline workers. And um, I suppose Miriam and myself were like, okay, we'll do this, um, but what page will we put this on? Um, so we both had our individual Instagram pages and then we just, there and then that evening, we were like, okay, we'll start up an Instagram page. And I suppose it took off, um, like I can't emphasize the importance of social media um, because as you referenced in relation to websites and connecting with others, um, I suppose throughout the pandemic, it connected us to people that we'd never connected to before right across the world, not just Ireland, but the world. Um, and I suppose we shared from our point of view the positive side to life, um, even though I suppose the pandemic stopped the world, um, life went on, you know. Um, we were in the middle of spring, lambs were being born, calves were landing, life was going on. Um, and like everyone else, your lives were still going on, even though you felt like you were stopped. As you were said, you know, in relation to, you know, the, the diaries being cleared, but our diaries were filling up. There was still loads to do on the farm. And um, so I suppose from our point of view, we um, we are both educators. Um, I'm a lecturer and Miriam's a primary school teacher. And I suppose we wanted to educate, or that was our kind of 
target on the page and um, to educate and show the positive side of farming so I suppose that's where we kind of started um, and I suppose um, and thanks to Sancha for reaching out to us and um, through our Instagram page and I suppose without our Instagram page we would definitely not be here today <laughs> yeah thank you Amazing. Um, for lots of people who are, you know, living on the farm it, and have other jobs, it's usually maybe helping out on the farm. Um, but Miriam, you're you're far from helping out. Like it's, you know, tell us a little bit about the farm. You know, the the, the type of farming you do and, and and what it's involved in. Like what your contribution on the day. So I suppose we've all, excuse me, I was frightened to choke myself. Um, I suppose we're very lucky to be always um, actively involved and, you know, allowed to be actively involved. And I suppose that came from our parents. Um, and thankfully, um, we, 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 in every aspect of the farm, we feel like our voice has always been heard. And I suppose, like a good movie, we've been mentored, essentially, all through our lives. And we've always taken that on board and we've always been very supported. And um, well, as long as we've always supported each other anyways in everything we do. So we live on a beef and sheep farm and we also have um, a pedigree Charlie Enterprise too, which is um, a cattle breed. And um, I suppose we're, we're involved in everything. Like, you know, Sue came this evening for a cup of tea and I was down the field uh, and I... And, I was down the field uh, looking at the calves and there was a cow in heat for AI and uh, I hardly was sitting with Sue and I had the AI man ring me back. So I suppose if that's a five minute in insight into how active we are in the farm. And I suppose we, like everyone in this in room, as Rachel said, when Sancha got on to us, we are like, we're not business people. <laughs> you know, because again, like, you know, growing up, um, our dad has his own business and we would always classify, you know, looking at the accounts every day, looking at the wages, looking at the invoices coming in and out. And, you know, we kind of forgot we're so actively involved in doing the actual work on the farm. We forget that we actually are involved in all the business side too, you know. There is decisions to be made. You know, a lot of the things that was spoken about this evening, even communication, we communicate every day. Yes, with the animals, as Nora would agree, but also with humans too, you know. Um, and I suppose what makes us all connected in every enterprise and every business to do is our passion. Like, at 11 o'clock at night, no problem, I will go out if there is a sick animal. At 6 o'clock in the morning, if I see a cow is in heat on our, on our Moo Call app, I'm out of the bed. You know, and I suppose you do the same for your businesses too. There's no clocking off time. If there's something needs to be done, you get and you deal with it and you, you, you get straight on board with it. It's no, ah, the grand will do it in the morning. A good business person will never have that attitude. They'll always get up and go and put all their heart and soul into their business. And like that, a good business will have good connections. I think it's really important. Communication is key. Yes, I'm a primary school teacher. I communicate for my job. But I think in every soul business, in every partnership, communication is always very key. I'm totally gone off the question. <laughs> Oh, it's so brilliant. You've connected so much. You haven't gone, gone off at all. I, I did take a, a detour and, and popped out to, uh, to meet the girls and, 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 have a, and have the cup of tea. So typically, it's like, yeah, we'll get the pot of tea out. All, all welcome, sat down. 
uh, for the chat. And I had the opportunity of meeting their mother. I'm delighted to welcome Monica is, is here as well. Um, and seeing the connection and the influence that Monica has had in, in your journey has been quite incredible. Um, and, you know, I suppose, what, how would you sum that up, Rachel? Or, you know, in terms of, you know, like your mum really was the farmer at home. She was the one that brought you up as farmers. So I suppose, um, similar to Nora, my mum started off as a nurse, uh, so another nurse in the room, um, and I suppose she always says she went on maternity leave for Miriam and never went back. Um, so I suppose um, having mum on the farm all the time, I suppose we learned an awful lot of skills. Um, and skills I talked about to Sue in relation to, I suppose, you need in every business, and I know Miriam touched on some of them of you know communication, but you know um, you use so many skills on the farm on an everyday basis. You know problem solving things. You know you in a business you have problems coming in all the time, and even if you try to avoid them, you still do. And similar on the farm, you have problem solving skills. You need communication skills. You need financial skills. Because um, every business needs, you know, accounts and finances and, you know, to pay the bills, you know, at the end of the day. And I suppose um, having mum there, and I suppose I have to acknowledge dad as well, but dad has his own business. Um, but I suppose mum is a full-time farmer at home. Um, we really got active and actively involved from... I suppose knee high. Um, from the minute we were able to hold a lamb, we were taking a lamb, we were tube feeding the lamb, we were putting tails on the lambs. Um, so I suppose it's it's learning, and and every stage of business or farming or whatever enterprise you're in, you're always learning. We are still learning, um, and I suppose then again we are also I suppose as the younger generation and seeing different things on Instagram we are introducing different things into our farm. And I suppose from a business aspect, you know, I know, and, and I don't know who referenced it, but like you're doing, you might be doing the same thing all the time, but it's so important to listen to different people coming in and they might say, well, you know, you can actually do this easier or if you introduce this, it's easier. And I suppose sometimes when you're stuck in the rut and you're doing that all the time, you know, okay, yes, that seems easy in your mind, but like, since even the Instagram page, we've introduced different things on our farm. Um, we've showed people on our Instagram page that, you know, we've been using different things all along. And they're like, oh, we never really thought of that. Um, so, like, even different things, like, we have a moo call system for when the cow is calving. We get a text message when the cow is calving for an hour. You know, the importance of different things like that rather than staying looking at the camera see is the cow calving or running to the shed every five minutes to see are they actually calving. Um, or, you know, even simple things like, you know, we're big into homemade remedies on our farm or different things that our mum and dad have passed down to us throughout. And I suppose showing others that, that as well. Um, I think I'm probably like Murray, I've gone off the point, but I suppose it's so important, I suppose, on our farm, we, we work really well as a team, and like every business, every team member can give something to the business, um, so I know from our farm point of view, we all 
have a responsibility. They might be different, but we can all add and give to the farm. Um, so I suppose mum and dad have taught us, but we are also teaching them, I suppose, now. <laughs> so, so brilliant, yeah. Very, very um, When you're, you know, in something that's been predominantly male, like, I, I, what's, you know, experience jumps out to me when I turn up to referee a match and the guys are expecting a guy um, and you, I turn up to ref. This was initially, it's, it, even in a few years, it's changed um, a lot now, but it was like, you know, who are you? Oh, I'm the ref. Oh. <laughs> okay, you're, you're, you're welcome. And guys, this is the this is the ref today sort of thing. Um, so there's a little bit of that. Um, any experiences like that, Mariam, as you got started and got going as farmers that you'd like to share with us? Well, I have to say I can really um, agree and disagree with that statement. <clears throat> So anyone obviously that we would have grown up with around the area know they walk into the yard and they say Rachel and I, they know we, we're there every day, we, judge, we don't just stand in the gap, we are actively involved <laughs> and you know they know that we're down at the local, we're at the mart, we're at the you know we're down at the local merchant, they know who we are but yes anyone that doesn't know us you know we, they always get a second up but you're farmers. You're too glamorous looking to be farmers. <laughs> or you don't look like farmers. And we uh, that's actually the key one. And you know, we're like, what do farmers look like then? Do you know? You know, what do farmers look like? And then we're never given a response in the end. So we, we're still looking for the, the solution, to the, for the answer for that one. And I suppose, look, it all goes back to a lot of things of social norms and what people are used to seeing. But, you know, we like to... Um, burst the bubble and go out of the box and I suppose like that when we um when we started our Instagram show we thought you know we're nearly doing for a bit of entertainment for ourselves we we wanted to um I suppose do something with our spare time instead of sitting and moping about wondering oh we're not able to go out you know instead of that um so we did something about it and I suppose from that I feel like we've broken a few social norms um, and I'd, I'd like to think that we are inspiring, I suppose, the younger generation of girls, girls even our age or even older, that, that always felt like they weren't, did, they weren't, didn't look like a farmer and they couldn't be involved. And I suppose that is always evolving all the time. Um, we see a lot more girls going into um, veterinary college. I mean, when we were younger, the vet was always a man. You never seen a woman. And now in our practice, it's, it's nearly 50-50. So it's nice to see. Um, even, um, you know, oh yeah, well, it's, a, it's a totally side note, but you'll appreciate it. When Sue first got on to us, um, she was asking a similar question, and we were like, yeah, when we, there was this one case, our, one of our first um, marts who went to actually purchase our pedigree charities, and uh, make reference, I was in, in my leaving cert here, and you were in TY, so we were quite young as such uh, to be going in and... Uh, you know, I was explaining this to Sue and, you know, they were looking at us quite a lot when we were bidding, bidding for these cows because, you know, pedigrees are not the cheapest ones to buy. And um, it all boiled down. And uh, and to Sue, later in the conversation, Sue was like, oh, I'm actually from Castlery. And I was like, well, that was actually the part. <laughs> <laughs> so I suppose, look at, in every business, 
you will always be doubted. It could be over your hair color, your skin color, your gender. You know, it doesn't take a lot to be doubted. And you know, like Nora, you know, it's 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 something you shouldn't. Um, I feel like we've never had to fight against. Oh, we're women. Start listening. You know, we, I feel like we've never had to break that mold because in our local community, we've always been appreciated that we we have a place. We we are part of the the farm we are on, and and why shouldn't we? We're equal counterparts, and. As I often say, if anyone thinks they look weak looking, I say we own a tractor for the heavy stuff. So, <laughs> so I think in every business, you should never be shunned about who you are. It should be what you do and how, or not how you do it. I think it's it's you shouldn't be. It's the product at the end of the day. Um, and if you produce and you enjoy doing it, you know, why not? Why not is right. We could stay here all evening chatting, but we, we, we do we do have to, to stop um to stop there. But you know, leaving on that note of you may be questioned, you may be doubted, but starting with having the people close to you, believing in you and having a community community around you as you step out, it's really not a problem. Thank you both really very much. And Monica, thank you. I am delighted to pass back to our fabulous president, Sancha, who's going to lead us through the awards part of the evening. And Anna